This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, I stepped my foot into the waters of Genshin Impact and asked the question, why is this stunningly beautiful Breath of the Wild clone a free-to-play game? I also talk about the latest survey from Game Informer asking gamers what next-gen game they are anticipating. Then, in my final stage review, I enlist in G.I. Joe Operation Blackout and talk about why this is the real American letdown. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Good everybody and welcome back to another episode of Select Start. I am your host Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody's having a great week of gaming as well as everything else that is going on in our world. Uh, before I even start anything, I want to give a big shout out, more importantly, a big happy birthday to my ever loving, hardworking, classy AF diligent sister, Ayana Washington. Today is her birthday uh, as I am uh recording this and i just want to say you know big happy birthday to my sis and uh, i love you thank you for everything uh she really put me in place when needed to when i was when i was growing up and you know being a brat and spoiled brat and such and you know part of it i wouldn't be here without you know really admiring and aspiring to be as diligent and on point as she is you know and she is indeed on point you know sister don't play you know she's an aka she you know she's a graduate multiple degrees and you know gotta live up to that so <laughs> do the best i could it can with that but uh it, it she's done good for me in life and especially after our mom passed away so you know much love to her happy birthday you know shout out to her and all my nieces and uh her husband hakeem you know love them on that note so um we got quite a bit of news to talk about today but you know on this show i try to review games that are fun every once in a while we stumble on and not all of them are going to be great a pluses or whatever like that i'm not going to be able to grade everything i think i may have stumbled on a bad grade today which is a rare on this show and uh I was so hesitant to know I want to talk about this, but it has to. So we will talk about this in our final stage review as I review G.I. Joe Blackout, Operation Blackout. And uh, it is not all it can be. <laughs> I could just say that. We'll talk about that further on here. Um, you know, shout out to DJ Cutman as well. We got new music playing on this episode. Uh, I was thinking about playing multiple tracks from his new album super lofty uh, world you know based upon super mario world of course but just one of the smoothest mellow you know uh, albums i've heard him do 
in quite some time. I know he's done Mario on Chill, and he's done a few other um, titles that are, you know, retro gaming based, Zelda based, of course. But if you like what you hear on this episode, go out of your way to check him out. Gamechops.com. You know, if you don't know who DJ Cutman is, he is a well-renowned music producer that, you know, focuses on chip tunes. And uh, he's worked with Mega Ran. He's worked with tons of others. He's actually been mentioned in an episode of um, the Chris Jericho podcast, you know, with Xavier Woods, who who absolutely gave him a shout out on that show i remember that so uh you know he yeah he's he's got out there he's got thousands and thousands upon thousands of um you know views and listens to his music he's awesome go out of your way to check him out uh dj cutman game chops the new album super lofty world available now on that website and all major music streaming apps as well so shout out to my boy over there um let's talk video games let's talk about video games uh ps5 user interface uh display just came out and uh man i <laughs> now, you know kind of see I, I was thinking about like constantly as to why people want to invest in a new system especially when a lot of the graphics really looks like some of the ps4 graphics i mean some of them you could tell the difference you could really see some different things there's the ray tracing that's going to be a big uh, deal with the game systems now you know some some new features involved but which is making everybody really anticipate these new systems not just the ps5 but also the xbox series x as well uh to their credit is the fast you know very fast loading time you know we want to see stuff like that we want to see you know we talked about this with um just recently with uh with my interview from uh super giant games you know and basically we want to see faster loading times in, in fact limitless uh loading times at that so i i really 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 am looking forward to this uh there's a lot to talk about in this uh point of it but when we talk when me and great casavan talked uh, you know, in our interview, that was one of the things I wanted to know that whether he was interested in, in terms of, you know, making games for the system that will allow him to do more. And the first thing, one of the things that he really focused on was, you know, much faster loading times or no loading screens within, you know, times or whatever. So that's going to be an advantage. I, I know they're going to be chomping at the bits for that, as well as a lot of the other game companies out there as well. But uh, you, if you saw the video, it is out. I believe it is available now and you can check it out. But uh, you sh- they showed a lot of, <laughs> I mean, insanely fast loading times, fast in areas where you it would normally take a little bit of a few seconds, almost to 30 seconds to a minute to do <laughs> on a PlayStation 4. I mean, just the, just the user interface alone loads up quickly. And uh, I've seen uh, the UI load up during rest mode in seconds like literally seconds it's amazing what you do like the processor speed is insane here now granted they what they what you don't see is the the ps5 loaded with a ton of games what they show was a display of two different of two games in there so you got to remember each game is probably going to be like majoring up to possibly 50 maximum 50 gigs maybe even 100 gigs from what some of them would say you got a hopefully you got like a terabyte of drive whether external or internal hopefully internal as well 
hopefully that becomes a standard issue thing because if every game is going to be like 50 to 100 that's going to take up a lot of space remember a terabyte for those who don't know is a thousand gigs you know 100 gigs thousand ten doesn't take long to, to fill up that system and you know i have like 16 terabytes of uh memory on my computer that i'm on right now and um that's just for like regular files or con you know design content or whatever like that that doesn't take up that much space but it allows me to it allows my system to work faster because it's not congested with a lot of content you know hemorrhaging the system and you got to think um we'll see how that goes but you know when you get to your 10th game and you downloaded it for instance especially if you're uh, using the digital version then it may may slow things down to a bit it, it, we don't know yet that hasn't been tested thoroughly and that's something that you got to take uh, accountability for so it's one thing to take out but right now it is insanely fast uh, a lot of the things that they did was, was really fast um, there's also new features in this as well new activity card system allowing you to have quick access to game media such as progress of levels that you've played in a game uh, trophy system that also uh, which also has been changed to help players track their achievements and progress better um, there's also new uh, friend interaction like if you remember if you're playing the game on a ps4 and somebody's trying to join in on your game you would have to really go out of the game to you know join in to the game and go through all this tedium a level of tedium here and in this case no it's kind of like what apple did with the uh with the with the iphones and how now it doesn't like if you're playing a game you'll not just the iphone but most phones it's become a standard thing now where you can keep playing your game without any interruption but you can still get messages while you're playing so you know you can choose to interact with that or not so they're doing the same type of feature here so this is not like a a mind-blowing stated um out of uh, state-of-the-art original you know type of feature that you've seen in a uh user interface type of format this is something that's been done already by you know the mobile game the mobile industry so but it's now going to be a part of that in uh, play PS5. Uh, Sony only showed some PS5 titles. I believe uh, the Sackboy was the one of the titles that they were showing. Uh, I believe uh, that that uh, I forgot that All Star game. That really crazy zany All Star game that they uh, are putting on that that was on there too. So it was like two games that they showed on there uh, to display the uh, UI's capabilities. However. They did say that some PS4 games that will be backwards compatible will benefit from the new features of the PlayStation 5 as well. So um, there's also new PS Store experience as well, which uh, is said to be much smooth, a much smoother and faster way to access your current and new library uh, when, you know, investing in new games and whatnot. So um a very uh, quite an impressive display, even though we haven't seen uh, it in its totality it was a good showing right now to, enough to get people you know watering at the mouth at this moment especially those who were able to get their pre-orders i'm raising my hand right here but um i'm looking forward to getting it i'm looking forward to getting it i see my dilemma right now my dilemma comes in the form of uh spider-man Miles morales because they're selling it for the playstation 4 i am i have yet to know whether the game will be backwards compatible 
to for the PlayStation 5? And if so, will they just allow us to upload the PlayStation 5 version for free because we've already purchased a PS4? I don't I want to play Spider-Man Miles Morales, but I also don't want to pay twice. You know what I mean? So I, I'm hoping that the case may be is that you buy it on a PlayStation 4, you're able to, you know, bring it on to the PlayStation 5, but play the newer version of it because it, you know, matches up. And they've done this before. They've done this before in terms of uh, PlayStation 3, PS Vita, uh, even PSP when they had cross compatible games and such like that. So I would be surprised if they didn't do that. But, you know, things can change. They've done this before. I've played many a games that we're playing on the PlayStation 4. But then again, some games did allow you to play on both systems, but that was just the cross save features as well, some of them. So you did have to buy two games, but yeah, I don't know if, they, I don't know if they're gonna do a cross save system or whatever. I don't know, I just don't know yet. And maybe I need to reach out to Insomniac Games to see exactly what's going on with that or see if there are any answers, questions answered in terms of that, but we'll see. Um, so I look, I am still convinced I'm, I'm liking what I see. I like the new features. I love this new power. I hate the size of this PS5. As I mentioned last week, that thing is freaking huge, like subwoofer big. So, um, you know, we'll see. We will see. All right. Next up, I want to talk about this Genshin Impact craze that everybody's talking about um shout out to fred uh my man fred hicks on the acmg facebook group because he actually is the one that you know put me down on this game that has been in the making for quite some time and now it's playing on it's it's a free to play i hate saying that term um it's a free to play game that's available on the ios and uh ps4 it should be on a switch soon uh, in, uh, in other formats as well. I hate to love this game. <laughs> That's the best way I could put it. I really hate to love this freaking game. Let's talk visuals, just plain and simple. Visuals, this game is religiously beautiful. And I say religiously beautiful because it, the graphics are stunning, a very anime, it's not, it's, it is a anime themed game. Uh, it's absolutely stunning and beautiful uh the game that kind of mixes it provide it mixes a lot of elements here it provides the gameplay of zelda breath of the wild to almost to a t there i mean if you play zelda breath of the wild on us on the switch you recognize a lot of the features that they're doing in this game they're absolutely i would say at, at this point not copying but complementing onto their game the, the rock climbing the, the only thing I haven't seen yet was weather changing and clothes, clothes changing. I haven't seen that aspect yet. Um, but uh, there's the rock climbing, the gliding, uh, just the look and feel of it. But the visual art style. And when he told me that this was like Breath of the Wild, I'm like, oh, okay. There's a lot of games that people claim are Breath of the Wild, but nothing's really Breath of the Wild. In terms of gameplay, this is Breath of the Wild, but the visual art style to me resembles that of Tales of Vesperia, and and and, and also some of the actual you know um, interface features as well. Because much like Tales of Vesperia, you also get to switch characters as well, uh, in and out. So 
there, there's that. Um, love the voice acting. It's just amazing. Uh, there is a really cool story element to this, and ba- it's really simple story element at best. Um, you're one of two twins. You pick between a female or a male uh, of the twins, and apparently one of them gets taken away by some goddess-like, uh, you know, woman uh, or or deity, I should say. Uh, and basically, the the person is on a trail to find their sibling plain and simple along the way they meet a bunch of other characters that will be a part of your party and you help along with that you do everything that you would normally do in a action role-playing game you know building getting new you know swords equipment and stuff like that play if you have the playstation version then you are afforded a a special sword a beautiful looking sword and here uh from playstation that they give you for free the rest you comes in the form of gotcha content or i should say uh loot crate (laughs) if you will um now if anybody has listened to this show then you also know my disdain for free-to-play games and i was very hesitant when i found out that this was a free-to-play game i was looking to check this out and then i found out it was free-to-play and i'm like that's when i step back i get hesitant i get it i get free-to-play anxiety from this because you know when it comes to these games there is the gotcha game lore of trying to get you to buy more because you're getting so engulfed in a game and i am not a fan of games that you are that you do not own that you can't play like some five years ten years down the line and want to play back granted the reality is we don't normally play we do we play games if they're forwarded and transitioned over to the new system some people actually do play their old games on their old consoles and systems or whatever um or find a way to emulate the game somewhere in some form or fashion but i'm not a fan of paying for an online reliant game that want that you don't own that you cannot own that you're gonna have to keep forking in money to play this experience i am not a fan of that at all now that being said i love what they did with this game and i'm so afraid to keep playing this game because of my fear of them trying to trap me into buying content now i've read on a few places uh I'll give you an example ign for instance they actually they uh one of their articles uh and their writers said that they've played over 120 hours of it and it was able to beat the game despite he did also add on that you know it even though he beat the story mode of that it is kind of unfinished and eventually they will come out with new content but i just don't and he did so i want to point out that he did say he did so without spending a dime i do want to point that out and I, i that's cool he said he did have to put in a grind in order to do it there were some times where they kind of almost want you to do it but you don't have to and there's no way you know if you the only reason why you would do it is because you want the new cosmetic look and feel um and some of the i believe some of the weapons may be a tad bit more powerful but you are capable of getting through the game as is without any of that and i'm fine with that but and with that said even though i read that and 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 i understand what he's saying i'm still hesitant because i have a strong belief of not condoning these type of practices from these game companies i'd rather they they made such a beautiful game 
I mean, in every way, it plays. The control scheme plays beautiful as you would want. Uh, it looks drop dead gorgeous. I mean, just absolutely. The the voice acting is tremendous and spot on. There, I mean, there's really nothing bad to say about this game except that it's a gotcha game, and I'm I can't I can't do it. I, I I'll play it for a little bit, but with I don't want to play a game with this with this type of anxiety, knowing that there is in some form or fashion they're gonna want me to play to spend money, real money, for on this game. And I'd rather just play your normal 60 bucks, maybe 100 bucks for a game like this with this type of experience. And I'm like, you know, the the consumer in me, the critical thinker in me is saying, why even play this game or why they invest in this game when down the line on November, by the end of November, a Breath of the Wild game is coming out. A prequel to Breath of the Wild is coming out. So why even bother? You know, it's going to be there, but it's like, I'd rather put my money onto a game that I can download, play offline, and enjoy without any hassle of any extra money, unless they have some DLC content, but that's still my, you know, that's still my game experience that I can play at any time. I'm not being locked in. See, I I talked about this last week, and I, I, this is the one thing that as a gaming community that we need to do. People may not like it, may not want to hear it, but it's the truth. We need to be smarter. We need to demand better as the gaming community. We can't just loosely just jump into something just to get it just to just because it's your breakaway. We're having this trouble right now with Avengers, with Marvel Avengers. People are complaining to the woodworks on every single Twitter post that they come out with about how broken this game is, how this game doesn't provide anything, how you can't play the story mode you know only once and then you know what's going on with that it's it's insane we need to demand better i say delete the game demand better that's pretty much what i'm saying about that because if um, if a large amount of the consumer base doesn't like something they're gonna work their asses off to provide what they what the customer wants because in this sense in this sense the customer is always right so the only reason why these gotcha game you know uh these gotcha games are coming out and these free to plays and all these with these loot crates and everything is because we're not demanding enough we're not saying we don't like this we won't buy this and if we do it is really that simple it's it's the same thing as democracy if we don't like somebody we stop supporting them we support somebody else who we think that will do better who will give us what we want it's the same thing so it, it just i it's i hate the fact that when it in, in terms of you know gaming consumer uh, you know there, there's a minority of people who understands this there is a large majority unfortunately that believes ignorance is bliss and they decide to take the blue pill and then they don't they forget about counting the amount of money that goes into it even if they can't afford it and that's the part that gets me because this is why so many lawsuits came about with this type of situation with this type of practice is because it does come off like a bit of gambling and we just need to demand better this is why i kind of dig indie game developers now because they're not about trying to take money from you a lot of those indie game developers not all of them but a lot of them 
tend to focus on the art. And that's what that's what gaming should be about. Gaming isn't art. And these methods are turning it into it is tarnishing it, in my opinion. It's, it's taking away is diluting the artistic aspect of this for everybody who enjoys it you know i know it's it's you know they, they're practicing they're factoring on escapism if you guys remember i also had professor foreman on here uh who's a professor of marketing and entrepreneurship talking about these methods this is exactly what we were talking about and we need to be above this we need to demand more there was a time when games were just 40 50 and 60 bucks and they gave us a great experience and we could still have a lot of hell i could play unimusha and still have just as much as fun as playing genshin impact or any of these other games that had these loot crates in there bar none so just think about it man i mean like <laughs> we we're adults a lot of us are who game are also adults and i know you want to escape back into the days of high school or whatever like that when doing this or whatever or some people who just didn't get out of high school mindset but we just really need to think better in our investments you know and in gaming is also an investment it's investment in your mind and your pocket so just think about that man it just really really think about it the other thing you want to think about too is this latest edition of game informer magazine that just came out which has miles uh, morales on the front cover and just popping it up now and it is a pretty pretty good issue in particular this article in here that is uh that they did a survey based on popular opinion uh basically they did a survey asking fans or gamers i should say which games uh about which game system they're most anticipating so a bunch of different questions came up i want to just run this down real quick and see how this goes and i wasn't surprised at this at all um and one of the questions which next gen god council are you most excited about 71 percent went for ps5 xbox series x 28.6 percent which is the other cut of that uh which next gen council do you plan to purchase 56% went for PS5. Uh, it's probably, honestly, there's people who didn't go in here. It's probably more than that. Xbox Series X is 15%. <laughs> I wonder if Japan actually was the ones who did the survey. <laughs> that's, a, that's a small margin. That's going to be interesting. Um, there's also 23.5% that said both and 5.5% that said neither and I don't trust that 5.5% I I call BS on that I see later down the line that they're going to eventually get it so I, I I don't need to pay attention to that which current gen console do you own 44% 0.8% PS4 Xbox One 13.7% so it literally is the same thing this is very interesting um, the numbers are virtually the same in a sense uh, both 37.9% percent and neither 3.6 percent there so which next game and by the way if you're doing neither why are you doing a survey <laughs> it's like if you don't got one or the other and then maybe they also it may be also the fact that they never mentioned nintendo either you know that 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 neither could be nintendo based as well you know who knows and they never put that they just basically on the base too but then again i mentioned it before Nintendo is never, you know, a competition for those two because they, and I'm not just saying this, they are in a league of their own. They don't need to compete. So, um, 
which next gen console has the coolest looking design now even i can say this uh playstation 5 gets 69.2 percent xbox gets 30.2 percent for the xbox series x I, I agree i mean the design despite the size and the scale looks a lot sleeker and i don't like to use the term sexy because that's just such a dorky term to use for for a tech device <laughs> or, a, or a game console and i'm a tech i'm a tech guy myself so it's like nah i it, no it's not that deep <laughs> it's not that deep but it, it does look cool compared to the xbox um which kind of looks like a another version of the uh ec, the alexa uh amazon i don't want to say the other word because i have one in my office here and it'll go off immediately um the other question how important is backwards compatibility to you very important 49.41.9 percent uh, somewhat important 44.1 percent not important 14 percent for me I want to say very important, but I've the the, re, the realistic point of this is that we've gone without backwards compatibility for quite some time, and at some point I'm going to go to the somewhat important. Like it is important. I would love to have it, and I won't. I don't even want to say it's important because none of this is really important. It doesn't change my life if we get whether we get backwards compatibility or not. Maybe they should have worded differently or whatever, but it's not that important. But it is something I would love to have. Absolutely. So somewhat, I guess somewhat will be the case that I would go with that. So uh, which of the following following technical issue? Uh, I'm sorry, not issues. Which of the following technical features is most important to you? Faster loading time was the top with 41.4%. Better graphics, 30.9%. And smoother frame rate, 277 That must be that PC bunch <laughs> in there. Uh, how important are consoles, exclusive games, uh, to you when deciding which system to buy? Very important. I agree. I absolutely agree because I just had this conversation on our ACMG Facebook group having this discussion about the this uh, survey as well. 32.1% uh, says somewhat important and 10.3% says not important. Yeah, I know. I think honestly is very important. And, and that was for me personally, that was a pivotal uh, role as to which game system I was going to get. Like I, I had an Xbox before I explained this to on our in our Facebook group that I had an Xbox before. However, after a while just collected dust because the games that they were coming out with just wasn't suitable for me i mean there are a lot of great games but i couldn't get down with uh, gears of war um and not just because of the the nature of it but also just i i am not a fan of uh all third person shooters i you know i for the most part there are some rarities uh transformers you know war on cybertron and the, the sequel to that was really well done um and i enjoyed that and there's some other ones but there's a few only a few other ones but at, overall i'm not really a big fan of that type of genre and that was a you know in that and the first person shooters is what they capitalize on for that company so i stopped really doing it i did like their xbox live library because it was consisted of a lot of old games and some arcade favorites um on there as well but realistically, after a while, I stopped playing that. It, to me, it just became a pretentious buy. It was just buying it for the sake of saying I had two systems, which clearly is 
I guarantee is part of this survey <laughs> group of people who probably did the same thing. Like there's some gamers out there who really love games in general, but I know there's some people who just brought it just for the sake of conversation. You know, probably don't even play both of them. There are such things as pretentious purchases. And that was indeed mine. And I since then, I just didn't buy it. I, I really just like, no, I'm PlayStation has a lot that caters to not only myself, but just a lot of different demographics here. Um, and I'm a fighting game fan. And when they got Street Fighter six, I thought that was just that was a wrap. <laughs> that was a wrap for them. Not Street Fighter six. I'm sorry. Street Fighter five. That was clearly a wrap for them. And, you know, people knew that 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 war, that battle was over for uh, PlayStation when that happened. That was just one of many reasons why PlayStation 4 was winning. That was just the beginning. That wasn't even we need to get to the year when Spider-Man was announced. And then Final Fantasy uh, 7 remake was announced for a console exclusive. I wonder when Xbox is getting that, by the way. That's, that's going to be interesting because now we're getting into the new genre. And it's like, what's the point? You know, you might as well not even just put it on air or just put it on a new system, which probably is going to be. It's possibly is going to be is going to happen in there anyway. So um, another question, if game the next gen games had a price point of $70 each, would you be willing to pay that amount? 58.9% said yes, 41% said no. Now, I'm going to be on the no side, but see, this is another problem I have with these surveys, and not with the surveys in general, with the people who answer these surveys, because what they don't realize is when you answer yes to a question, because I, you know what's funny? I just did another survey for Gitchin Impact because during the process of it, they asked if you want to do a survey. And I was like, all right, bet, I'll do the survey. One of the questions was very similar to this. How much do you spend on gaming? I don't give that question. That's almost like saying, what's my ethnicity and what's my you know uh, orientation or whatever like that. Like, that's optional. <laughs> because the idea is like if you tell a survey and these are reason these surveys are there designed for a reason if you give a survey and the companies look at this survey and the game companies look at the survey then what you're telling them what you're giving them the opportunity to do is charge you more now granted I'm not saying that they, they don't deserve it, but I think some games, not all games, are going to have that $70 quality. And it's just not going to happen. It shouldn't happen. Like, it depends on what they're doing. Is the economy built enough for us to be spending $70? Absolutely not. Right now, it is so not. We cannot be spending some. I mean, granted, we do spend like over a hundred bucks and stuff like that. But as a standard, not all of them are going to be a hundred bucks. Some of them are going to be 40 or 50 or 60. I don't want the new minimum to be 70 because that means they're, you know, the games with the bundles are going to be like 120 and all this stuff. And they're going to go out to the deep end when many people don't even have jobs yet. There are people who are out of jobs, you know, unemployed who, you know, it's just not the right time economically it is just not the right time to be charging that so i you know I, people sometimes don't think and they think pretentiously and sometimes they think just for the sake of you know it, it's just more of a showing off point like yeah i can do it maybe they can afford it maybe not 
but maybe they're hardcore gamers or you know are they fanatics maybe maybe but come on don't give them the opportunity to buy i mean sometimes a game is worth the money that they make because of how much they put into it like if it's a square enix game for god's sake yes it is a final fantasy game yeah i, I would have to agree because they spent like 10 years to put something like that together hell yeah i didn't i was happy to spend i believe 100 bucks for final fantasy 7 remake for that deluxe version it they deserved that money they absolutely deserve not everybody deserves that not everybody deserves that so i don't know i don't know that's 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 always a iffy issue with me um what is the most you will pay for a next gen system 16 percent said four uh 400 62 percent said 500 21.1 says 600 plus yeesh okay that what one percent or group uh did that survey so so you got that last question after playstation 5 and xbox series x released how long do you expect games to continue coming out for playstation 4 and xbox one that's a great question one year was 42.5 uh 53 percent two years for 44.98 percent three years or more for 12.48 I am going to say I'm going to go on the side of 12 um, of three years or more, because if you guys remember, PlayStation 3 PS Vita lasted at least two to three years after the release of the PlayStation 4. Uh, So they were still uh, distributing games on there. So it's going to be I think it's going to be a while, especially it depends on how the economy is and such and you know how many people are really going to be getting those units sold and how much they're going to get out there it it depends it really depends see how it goes but i think there's still going to be some people straggling along playing playstation 4s for at least a little at least about a year or so before everybody jumps on it takes a while for all that to go so i'm going to say three years or more because you got to remember not everybody has the means to get a playstation 5 unfortunately (laughs) excuse me (laughs) unfortunately so um yeah that's my that's my uh prediction on there so we'll see you know like i said i spoke to you know one of the acmg members in there so it's one thing that i wanted to point out because somebody in the group actually you know commented on it but he felt for some reason that it was based on what he what he considers quote-unquote fanboyism and in the survey and i don't did, <sighs> I don't follow the uh, the idea of fanboyism when ter- when it comes to video games. It's, it's rather you like a game or you don't. You like a co- game console and what they provide or you don't. Uh, and I had to explain, you know, even fanboys are consumers, uh, you know, at, you know, at best because they are fans for a reason. You know, you take away the term, they are buyers. <laughs> you know that, that they're buyers investing in a product they prefer. And that's pretty much it. He, you know, went on to say, you know, that, you know, the way he sees it is both platforms are great games, which is very true. They have great games. Um, if you, he said, if you love uh, games, then you'll eventually have both systems. Not true. Absolutely not true. This whole thing stinks of brand loyalty. Also not, it, in a sense, yes, he is right. It is brand loyalty, but that's also... You, it, there has to be some logical reason as to why there is a brand loyalty because for year for you to have brand loyalty that will require the brand to provide 
the best in the quality of product that they provide over the years. So yes, it happens all the time. Some people are Coke people, some people are Pepsi people, some people are Adidas, some people are Nike, um, or Puma, or whatever. You know, whatever, there's a ton of new sneaks, you know, or uh, Jordans, or whatever. Some people are WWE people, some people are AEW people now. Or Ring of Honor, or New Japan Pro Wrestling, whatever. There's always some type of brand loyalty because of that reason. And that that alone that alone to me yes that's brand loyalty but there's nothing wrong with brand loyalty if the brand is bringing you the best and quality of their product so it, i think he's seeing it in a very simplistic type of way but you know i do agree with them both games are great both game systems are great however their respect their you know they have their respective fans for a reason some people are fans of what each company provides and i'm saying in, in the form of xbox uh playstation and nintendo and hell even ios to some extent um they do you know now if both consoles provide i did explain now if both consoles provided exactly the same games with similar design controllers then i would agree with them on that that it is some form of brand loyalty or fanboyism but there's fanboyism for a reason fanboyism in in this case is based upon what the company has provided for them to become fans they have there's a reason why they become fans it's not just solely loosely that they're fans of this and they're going to just prejudge and hate something there's something that attracts them to a product more than does the other and xbox and playstation are both two contrasting systems that has some some similar games but also they have a niche game genre that they both cater to which also has a different type of fan um base i like i said i once own both systems myself and in the past and i have to say you know i found myself less invested in the xbox because of that because of what i just mentioned i found that the so i found that sony's products were much more suitable for <laughs> i'm sorry for me personally whereas uh xbox was just catering to a particular genre and demographic just plain and simple it's just the way it is um i'm sure if microsoft had a game that would bring more gamers to you know to their forefront or some of the playstation gamers to the forefront i'm sure playstation gamers would more than likely jump on it because guess what you take the fanboyism or whatever he wants to call it aside we're all just gamers we want to play some really great games we want to play games that we're all going to enjoy some people just are catering to everybody has a different thing and unfortunately the majority of fans are playstation owners as said in here and many of the times hell japan you know microsoft is still suffering sales in japan we talked about this already so much so that they're teaming up with sega to try to get that appeal and i don't think that's gonna work to be honest i think it's ridiculous to be honest but um yeah you know trust me if xbox had a collection of must-have games like playstation does um that, that would cater to or or even nintendo guaranteed they would get that support from just gamers in general who are playstation owners whatever they would get that it has nothing to do with just senseless loyalty because you can have senseless loyalty but you're gonna just because like if playstation had bad games you mean to tell me that there this fanboyism 
that these these gamers are going to stick to fanboyism even though that this game is going to be bad nobody's that stupid <laughs> they're going to jump onto something that provides them the best of their buck plain and simple so just wanted to point that out and then he also mentioned about pcs as well and i'm like oh here we go he's we got this discussion and i said it before you can't compare pc to consoles it will never win it will never win it's the total opposite of the nintendo whereas nintendo will always have great sales because they create their niche that everybody loves and everybody gets on their own they stay stable for that reason however i hate to break it to pc master race folks out there but the pc is not a factor in the console war the truth be told no matter how powerful having a major compressor ram power supply and graphics card you none of it matters none of it matters and none of it will beat convenience which is what the game consoles provide gamers and families that is why the console sales will always outdo the pc sales and that's why there will always be a minority niche of people you know a minority a vocal minority group of gamers that will claim high the highest of credit and, and yes have playing a game on pc is absolutely stunning but guess what they have 4k graphics on there now all these games are having 4k graphics so what's next now that these new systems have 4k it really really doesn't matter <laughs> it's really not a factor now because these games are going to provide that same type of resolution that it's now and there's you know i mean there is 5k and i guess 5k will eventually come out soon but you know it you know for the time being they're just going to deal with the fact that the majority of gamers will be console the majority of gamers the majority of sales will come from consoles it will never come from pc sales that's a just a you know it's like somebody who just wants to build a boat or build you know you got that one person who likes to drive but the other person likes to ride motorcycles or build a motorcycle that's just one of those niche things so it is what it is but you know take nothing away from the pc power it is a very powerful system it's just not a factor so folks that will do it for this segment i'm going to take a break come back and we're going to go to battle with gi joe operation blackout <sighs> hopefully to get out with one <laughs> you know get out get out and survive this let's just say that we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! All 
right, folks, we are back with our final stage review, and it is my unfortunate review of G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. Uh, you know, I gave this game a benefit of a doubt when I saw the trailer. The trailer, actually, if you if I had to rate the trailer, that trailer would probably get a, maybe a C plus or a B. But in terms of the game overall, oh, this is going to get possibly the worst grade I give all year around. And my goodness, this game, this game is possibly the worst game I've played in 2020. I have not said that since 2019 with the game Jump Force, but to Jump Force's credit, they have patched that game up. In comparison, they have fixed graphical uh bugs with that and, and and upgraded it to make it look a lot better uh the gameplay is simple but it's it plays uh my only beef about that is just that you could you can only play the campaign mode the story mode once and the key missions and all the stuff that's really one of the only beefs aside from the fact that you know they don't provide too much and they make you try to spend a lot more in that game much like avengers is doing and much like you know kenshin impact is trying to get people to do or have gotten people to do did i forget to mention that that game the kenshin impact grossed over a hundred million dollars <laughs> in, in rapid i have no more words on that but i digress this is about gi joe i need to put this to rest <laughs> for going a tangent with that but you know the concept of this game was actually pretty good in a sense of you get to play both both groups you get to play you know as gi joe and characters from gi joe and characters from cobra that's pretty cool and actually it's not a new concept that's been done it's been done by uh it's been done before you know transformers war on cybertron another hasbro licensed game and comparison an extremely great uh, game in comparison to this this is the absolute polar opposite of what i played from transformers war and cybertron and the other sequel i always forget the sequel to transformers war and cybertron uh but you know they had a sequel to that and uh which was also a third person shooter like they they both were the same thing war uh was the war on cybertron and oh man i forgot the sequel to that i gotta find it but not uh, again i digress from that but the fact of the matter is they tried to do the same thing that they did with that and it didn't work to their advantage it didn't work at all um it was unfortunate but this was a very cheaply done version of the game by a company that nobody's ever really heard of before i don't know where they were you know done anything before but they got the rights and license to do one of the most iconic franchises in in, in, uh, in cartoon series and toy lines in our gaming pop in our pop culture and in my opinion and many other opinion there's some people who actually for some reason like this game but majority of reviews have come up and there i agree with them this was not a good game like if you compare this to the transformers third party third person shooter games that came out before a while back this doesn't even compare this is nowhere near as good as those games at all so it's unfortunate it's unfortunate like that they it just i think with the right company this could have been a really great game uh it's right for a third person shooter type of game and i think that's what i 
was kind of hoping that this would be it would be just as good for that but it just wasn't it just wasn't for me so i'll run down a little bit on what this game consists of what it's about and then i'll give my thoughts on it from there so um reading this off of nintendo of course i got the nintendo uh switch version of course um i didn't bother getting it on the playstation i don't think it would look any better <laughs> than it didn't and i've seen i've seen other you know videos of the playstation version it doesn't look any better doesn't matter but you know from the nintendo switch as it explained and how they wrote it is play you play with 12 of your favorite characters from both sides including snake eyes duke block uh roadblock storm shadow cobra commander destro and more in four player pvp and across 17 epic campaign story missions uh i yeah they they over exaggerated with the word epic there including voice acting for over 20 iconic uh, characters in gi joe universe the voice acting wasn't bad it wasn't the best uh i think the one that really the best that really stood out for me was lady j who sounded awful an awful lot like the original voice of lady j and the person the actor who took over the role of cobra commander because you know the original uh actor who uh who played that role passed away long ago and he also played the voice of starscream well it sounded awful like like the gentleman who played starscream on the netflix series war on cybertron and if that's the case that was a great pick because he did sound kind as good as you could possibly can for cobra commander uh but voice acting aside you just stop there the story missions weren't exactly cgi either they were you know cheaply done illustrations to you know so it's basically like a comic a motion comic type of thing going on and uh it was okay i mean you could t like if you look at this game the game just comes off so transparent it looks like they had a really small budget to do this and they didn't give much emphasis on it because you know i guess they didn't think gi joe was gonna be a good seller i think if you would have gave the money and the right advertisement you could sell anything okay you could make that money back easily if you make it important and i don't think that you know hasbro made this important it just felt like a, a, a cash grab at best you got combat tools here that you fight uh for your side of 18 awesome again exaggeration 18 awesome weapons 36 weapon skins i don't understand what the skins is for i don't i don't i never understood what the hell that was for like it, it just skins it doesn't i don't know if i didn't understand whether if they factored into how much power you put in it's just like nobody's paying attention to that 12 alternate character skins in a series of uniquely devastating ultimate ability these guys exaggerate as much as our president does in terms of talking about things that really aren't that aren't really what they see um appear <laughs> they over exaggerate things so much it's just amazing legendary franchise take control of the iconic gi joe uh persuader and cobra uh, and cobra hiss tanks and your battle across uh classic locations like the uss flag and corporate headquarters um so you got that there's co-op and pvp uh multiplayer at that so the, basically what i got out the story is you know basically the campaign through to your story started off with gi joe you know uh, with cobra on a mission you play as storm shadow or cobra commander which by the way I swear to goodness, I don't recall Cobra Commander ever really going out on the field by himself with along with two other. To, he 
Cobra Commander always sent troops and mercenaries to go do what he wants them to. He never went and done it himself. You got him and Storm Shadow going out on a mission alone. No Cobra troops backing him up, nothing. And you're going against hordes of different G.I. Joe troops. So Cobra is on a mission to retrieve a new source of energy that can help power or weaponize the terrorists uh, so they can once again take over the world, which is literally their you know the original pinky in the brain concept um they do so by infiltrating the and compromising the joe's aircraft carrier which consists of a supercomputer they need to comp uh complete their plans the rest is the rest of the story is just basically everything you expect from a gi joe story nothing really stand out at all about it whatever gameplay as i said this is a third person action uh, uh shooter similar to that of gears of war transformers war and cybertron and even you know fortnite and, and overwatch to that extent it's, it's pretty much that uh it's but nowhere near the quality of any of those games that i've mentioned none of them it is a very diluted version of those great games that i mentioned and i don't play i don't like playing fortnite but i recognize how great fortnite is in that respect okay so you know i, I it, it just is it, it pretty much is a straightforward generic combat system you shoot you have a melee button which by the way i this is, the, this is one of my, my biggest pet peeve about third person uh shooters is that you have you got you, it's i get it you're you absolutely totally focus on gunplay but for god's sakes don't call it a melee button and all you're doing is swinging your arm like on a, like a, a long arm cross or a hook with a weapon or something or a knife it just doesn't work you can't it doesn't look realistic when you're just swinging your arm to the right or the left with what with a knife it just doesn't work out that way I, I i would love to see actual well maybe not i was gonna say i would love to see actual real world action of a soldier just having a gun and using just one arm to get through certain hordes of enemies it just doesn't work out that way um I don't even want to talk about the fact that you know in third person shooters you get shot up so much and like your meter's going down it's just unrealistic to me like boom like that's the one thing i do respect about third person shooters to some extent is that at least you if you if you get a headshot you're done if you you know you're done if you get hit once you're, you're kind of your process type of you know changes so until you like get more energy or whatever like that i get that but third person shooters man you get shot you get lit up and you're still not going down easily you know and i get it they have a shield in the game or whatever like that that you have before you actually get uh your actual health uh, uh you know diluted or depleted i should say but it's just it, it was just to me it's just so lame it, it reminded me of how cobra troops never shoots you know at the right direction <laughs> so um you got that i also noticed that you know in in terms of movement it was very slow and sluggish and there is also the problem with the ai that i found here the ai partners that is supposed that actually is supposed to help you out and back you up does nothing you are done i i did cobra commander didn't help me i was playing storm shadow did not feel like he was helping me i think i also played as uh lady j and uh what live wire or somebody i just didn't feel like there was no help there at all i feel like the ai was so bad and i've already played plenty of games where the ai was very helpful um even 
out even marvel avengers to their credit their ai is very helpful in there uh what is it uh what is the game um persona 5 i just uh you know i just played last week ai is really great marvel ultimate alliance ai pretty damn great you know i've played games where you have ai partners and they do what they're supposed to do to get you through this one was in particular did not do it and i it, it frustrated me uh it just it just it, it, it really really i there's a lot to this game um the game also had bugs in the system where there was a time where the characters not only slowed down you know dramatically but also leaving me no ability to use the controls the, i could not shoot i could not and i it was so to the point such to the point actually that i had to close the game and restart it back over again to do it and i was like just this thing just first day playing this game uh as far as presentation the characters to me looked really crude the, mo the character models i should say look uh, crude and the environments look bland it took me away from really getting into the game's experience at all not much in terms of features of the game as well the game provides just the basic amount of content that you would expect from a game that is more like 1999 rather than 39.99 i should say uh game features include campaign which is the story mode team battle knowing is half the battle uh which is the gallery mode that consists of bios comics videos uh which are unlocked only after completing the entire game you know most games that come out if you beat a stage you automatically unlock that game's content that stage's content not this one they want you to play through the whole game i wonder why it's because this game sucks and they at least want you to get through the whole thing if you're gonna watch that content it's not worth it <laughs> uh options as well as in here and credits of course yeah i that credit that credit uh scene should be all blank like nobody should be taking credit for this campaign allows you to play solo and uh co-op i should add as well but overall this is without a doubt the worst the most disappointing game of 2020 i've not played one game surprise you know surprisingly you know this is not bad in the sense of i have not played too many bad games but i've also never played a game this bad and compared to everything else that I've played this year, this is absolutely the worst and most disappointing game in 2020. Even last year's game, Jump Force, is way more enjoyable than this. Especially, to their credit, because Bandai Namco went to a lot of trouble of patching the hell out of that game to make it what, they, what it is now. I can't even give Marvel Avengers this. Like, Marvel Avengers gets much more credit for what they did than this because for the most part like i said the core game of that is actually good outside of that when they're trying to do too much that's when they start messing up um i had no fun playing this game at all and i had it had nothing to do with it uh, being uh, you know nothing to do with my lack of interest in third person shooters as i explained i was a fan of overwatch i'm looking forward to overwatch 2 when that finally comes out transformers uh third uh person shooter game series is tremendous uh for, right down from the graphics to the gameplay to the voice acting everything about that i don't know who i i, I just i i don't freaking get it but they seriously seriously need to change uh use the company that did uh war on cybertron because this game 
or hell even use platinum games because they freaking did you know they freaking worked on um what is that they worked on uh transformers devastation which was awesome so come on now what are you guys doing <laughs> this was this was blatantly a bad game just blatantly a really bad game and i this to me was the modern day equivalent of almost et <laughs> call me call me over exaggerating but no more ex over exaggerating than what they said about this game being good so with that said i look for the first time i think ever this year or maybe ever this game gets an f <laughs> and i put a, you know i'm looking thinking about it now as i'm talking about it i i was going to give this a d but no i i will i don't find myself playing this game again i'm going to immediately delete this game from the library so better games can fit on there <laughs> you know into my uh my you know my sd card so folks if you haven't gotten this game and if i helped you in any way you're welcome <laughs> that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed it uh, a lot more than i did talk about this but next week i guarantee you in the next few weeks i th i have a feeling it's going to get much much better because next week and i guarantee you it's going to be better next week because i am going to review lightning games hardcore mecca this kickstarter game that has been met with so many phenomenal reviews and i understand why it was originally uh, it originally released for the for steam i believe in 2019 and in january for the playstation 4 and as of this week it just came out and i am currently playing it i am absolutely enjoying this so far i haven't finished it yet but i will give my thorough review next week of this and uh there's a reason why I mean, I played the demo. The demo's out now, too, by the way. If you ha uh, have a Nintendo Switch, I believe they have one for the PlayStation as well. There is a demo out for this. You could go play the demo. I played the demo. I immediately was like, I'm jumping on. Boom. I think this was... <laughs> Here's the thing. If I'm correct, this game was only 25 bucks. That G.I. Joe cost almost double that, and that game was a piece of crap. This game absolute opposite and what i've been playing is i i just i won't say anymore but just know that next week i am going to be reviewing this thoroughly and uh marveling at this hopefully hopefully marveling at the completion of this <laughs> this but there's more the following weeks i got more games that i'm going to be reviewing zoids wild blast unleashed by uh takara tomi uh will also be uh reviewed as well i was thinking about i've been dying to get this game um because of my knowledge of this being in japan and it, lo and behold japan has another zoid game coming out very soon that now that i know that i could get these games i may jump on to once i start to play this if th and that's pending if this game is any good so put on that but i can tell you another game i'm so looking forward to and i mentioned this my second import game that i will be reviewing the week after which is common writer memories of heroes by um the second import that i have by bandai namco and i keep checking to see if this is coming to america but i don't think so however i have reason to believe that it will be in english text because they did they are selling this for the south asian market as well so um that's going to be interesting that will have english text on there so this may be a blessing in disguise whether i get it or not but it, it's on lock it is on lock i've already pre-ordered it it's coming so hopefully 
more news will come for PS5 in terms of pre-orders. At best, we will talk about people's thoughts on the new system when it arrives, as well as the Xbox and such as well. This Sunday on the Prime Show, I will be reviewing batman death in the family it is out now on blu-ray and digital and there is some differences between the two as you know they're supposed to be doing an interactive uh version for the blu-ray well i'm going to talk about why the digital version is different from that so we'll be talking about that and then the week after also released this week is uh what is it uh my hero academia heroes rising remember this came out earlier this year on theaters but due to COVID 19 it was only a select theaters and people probably not many people probably had a chance to see it it's out now on voodoo uh if you had that app you could get it now um and i will review that the following week after so we got a lot of content that we will be checking out plus whatever comes out any news that comes out from there so folks please we are down to the wire not only are we counting down the days to the playstation uh five and xbox series x uh debut but we're counting down just two weeks away from voting please if you haven't registered yet do it before it's too late it's now whenever now forever and i posted something on my uh facebook account with a guy with a gentleman who wore this really cool t-shirt that said if you're not voting stfu you know what that means and that's there's nothing else that needs to be said you can't complain if you didn't take part in making our your vote count in helping the community and helping us in the black community and for just not making us matter and for not helping the economy vote now if you have a say so and you do so just two more weeks man we got to get it done mail-in voting specifically get it in get it out of the way get it done my wife and i has already done that many of the acmg members have done that and to those who have shout out to all those who have on the acmg facebook group because i've been pushing on this campaign to make this happen we need to make change we can we can go out of the way to you know try to get pre-orders of playstations and xboxes but we can't vote bull Get it done. Let's get it going. Let's change it. Let's all be happy again. So, folks, that will do it. Please continue to check out our show on TalkTimeLive.com as well as our other streaming apps such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and TuneIn, a.k.a. Amazon Alexa, or Amazon Music, I should say, as well. Check them all out there. It'll all be there at your leisure. So, folks, thank you again. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. People, stay safe, mask up, and vote. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.